pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 336. Today I'm going to chat with Cameron Tapler from Palmetto State Armory, discuss a new anti-militia bill making its way through Congress, highlight new optics from Hollison, and talk about an ingredient of perfume you won't want to believe. I am your host, Ava Flanell. Cameron, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Ava. Appreciate it. Oh, of course. I have to laugh though. Right before we started the show, I was just going on this like rant of like just my dating life. And uh, it's just, you know, I got to say, it's not easy for women who are successful. And then like you're dominating a male industry. And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to date in the industry. But then you get together with some guy who's not in the industry and you see him loading mags and you're just like, OMG, what are you doing? And, you know, you're just at this point, I'm like, you know what, Peaches, who's sitting on my lap? I'm like, it's just going to be you and I moving forward. Just you and I (laughs) here on out. (laughs) At least the dog doesn't talk back. <gasps> that is true. And she loves me unconditionally. <laughs> yes, exactly. It'll always be there to snuggle. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So before we start talking about PSA, I want to talk about BSF Barrels. You guys actually have them in some of like your elite builds, right? Yeah, so we have a, a line under the PSA umbrella called uh, Lead Star Arms, which is more of like a race gun competition series firearms. And one of them has a 223 Wild 556 barrel on them, and it is so damn accurate, Ava. I know. So that's uh, I, this is literally what I've tried to tell people. Like carbon fiber, it looks so sexy. It's like nice and sleek, modern looking. But like aside from it looking good, it actually has a lot of benefits. And one of them being that, you know, it's a lot more accurate it's a lot lighter, you know, but it's very rigid. Um, I mean, it just, it's a, a really damn great barrel, if I got to say so. I would definitely recommend it on, you know, anytime you're looking to upgrade your gun, definitely recommend upgrading that barrel. If you guys want to check it out, it's available in multiple calibers. Check it out, bsfbarrel.com. Don't forget to use the code ELITE15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, all one word, and that is going to get you 15% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so Palmetto State Armory. So I have to say, you guys definitely kind of took over SHOT Show this year. I think you had, what was it, like 15 new products that came out? Yeah, yeah. So we had, yes, there was at least 15. So there was like 15 of our, what we're calling concept guns, which are kind of like we took the mindset of um, how concept cars are shown at new car shows where it's like, hey, this is our idea. Let us know what your feedback is. Uh, So we had about 13 of those, but then we had about four new products on top of that that are already in production that are going to be coming out over the next few months that we'll be launching this year as well. So it's about 17, 15 to 17 total new firearms that we released at SHOT Show this year. Wow. Yeah, incredible. And they just look amazing. And it was stuff that people wanted, that people wanted for a while, like the MP7 clone. But before we start getting into that and all the new products that you guys just launched, I want to take a step back. And hear about your career along the way and how you got to where you are today. 
Yeah, so um, uh, I'm going to be with Palmetto State Armory eight years in April. Um, I started here um, as the compliance manager. I was running compliance for uh, our manufacturing facility, just making sure our A&D logs were correct, um, the boxes, serial numbers, all that stuff was good. Um, and then I moved on to a corporate compliance type role. Um, so I was over all of the FFLs inside of the Palmetto State Armory sister company umbrella, uh, which is about 19 different FFLs. I did uh, auditing on them, the A&D side, making sure the serial numbers were all good to go or everything we needed for the serialized side of things was was ready to go um and then uh, i moved on to uh run quality control for the company right after that i ran quality control here uh for about two and a half years um after i ran quality control i then moved on to running our entire manufacturing facility for another two and a half years um, and then I most recently got promoted to uh, director of branding and product development for Palmetto State Armory. So I do a lot of the, I work with the engineering team on the the design side of the aesthetics of what it needs to look like, uh, working with the product side that are underneath me to kind of work together to make sure we're doing the right guns, where the market needs to be, what product needs to be, um, and just kind of going back and forth. So kind of have my thumbprint on a lot of different areas inside the company from the design of the gun to the marketing to the branding all over the place to kind of help keep pushing Palmetto State Armory into the future. Wow. That's really, I mean, that's quite the the list of uh, experience, but that's kind of great because it gives you, you know, I mean, there's nothing like knowing all the different departments and familiarizing yourself and just kind of, you know, adding to your skill set, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. No, for sure. Yeah. I had my hands in a lot of, of what's going on in the day-to-day -day, uh, process here. So, you know, when we're talking about a new gun, like I can speak to a lot of what that looks like in to the production side. Like, what are we going to need to get this gun actually produced mm -hmm. in the production side on a daily basis? And so it, it, it makes it easier and more seamless to be able to talk and speak to the business because I've been a part of every process of it. And, you know, I also help out a ton with with the social media side. So I'm out there interacting with our customer because that's one of our things that I think we do the best, you know, at least one of the best in the industry is actually that customer feedback and that voice of that customer. You know, we take what they say seriously and try to implement that into what we do. And I'm kind of, you know, been at the kind of forefront of that on the social media side, interacting with customers, listening to what they're having to say, and then bringing that to the table here in, inside the company to make sure that we're pushing ourselves forward in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I will say, you know, if, if you don't mind me saying so, so, you know, PSA back in the day was kind of known as like the company where it was like, I don't want to say like poverty pony, but it was kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, it wasn't like the highest quality, but it offered decent guns for a lot less uh, as far as like the PSA branded stuff. And then you guys were also known for selling guns that were like even less than like dealer costs. Like I remember there was a few times when I was selling guns and I had my FFL, I would look at this and I'm like, how the hell are you guys able to sell it like for less than what I'm able to buy it at dealer cost? And it would, yeah. I mean, it would almost make me so mad because I'm like, why am I buying from my distributor when I should just be buying from you guys and selling it to my customers from you? But yeah, no, for sure. No, I, you're exactly right. And so our thing here is like people talk about innovation like all the time in the firearms industry, right? Like that's like the big buzzword you heard at SHOT Show. It's like innovation, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we feel like our business model in the firearms industry is what's innovative about us. So for instance, like, right, so we're not only a firearms manufacturer, but we are also a huge e-commerce website, right? Mm -hmm. So 
for instance, like you can come to our website and buy a PSA gun or you can buy a Smith & Wesson. You can buy an IWI. You can buy a Ruger. You can buy all these other name brands on our website, but you can also buy a PSA gun where that kind of helps benefit us because we're still driving the traffic back to our website by carrying all these other brands. But we're also trying to be like in the mindset where it's like high tides raise all ships. Like we truly care about the firearms community. You know, is that who we are at the forefront? So by by being able to offer our own guns and everybody else's guns and products on our website, it kind of, you know, it's almost like a melting pot on our website where everyone can come together. Yeah, absolutely. When I first started the podcast, I used to do prank phone calls and I actually pranked Palmetto State Armory. And I, yeah, I know. I'm going to admit that. Don't hold it against me. (laughs) But I called and I was like, yeah, you know, I just want to know how are you guys able to sell it for so cheap? You know, I mean, my little mom pop shop is going out of business because you guys are just tearing it up over there. And uh, like it was it was pretty funny. Maybe I'll have to I'll have to pull up that that prank call and send it to you because it was funny. But anyways, like what I was saying is now you guys have kind of revamped the entire brand and it's no longer seen as like, yeah, you know, the products are kind of like they're okay. You know, it's it's sort of like mid tier. Like now your stuff is just like it works really well. It's definitely higher end quality, but the price hasn't sacrificed as much. Like I, I would say your prices have gone up just a little bit as with anything, but you guys are putting out some like really cool stuff that like doesn't cost an arm and a leg and yep. people aren't going to question the quality like, hey, is it going to jam them in minute I buy it? You know, I mean, I've tested out quite a few of your products and I'm like, honestly, like I remember PSA sent me a few stuff and they're like, OK, you got to send it back. And I'm like, well, how much is this if I wanted to buy it? Because I really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I feel like what we've done, you know, we've done a lot of things differently over the last few years. You know, we we really took a pride in or really took really take pride in the fact that we manufacture like 95% of what's going on these guns. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like we have almost 12, we have over 1200 CNC machines inside the umbrella of the PSA family. Wow. And, you know, we have 1800 employees. We have 1200 CNC machines. We have uh, facilities in Minnesota, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. Like we're, we're stretching out and really making everything internally. So then we can kind of control our own destiny, Mm -hmm. but we also then can control the cost. Right. And so we take pride in the fact that we pass those cost savings by making it internally onto the customer. And so we don't try to charge an arm and a leg of what we're making and we make everything internally. So when we're trying to, you know, kind of keep the machines going in the dead of summer, when it's slow and the firearms industry is slowing, you know, we'll sell $30 lowers to the consumer where we're not really making any money on that. But at the same time, we're keeping our machines going. We're keeping people employed. We're keeping things rolling to keep kind of flowing into the future, into the third and fourth quarter when it starts picking back up. Yeah. You know, I mean, during COVID, one of the things that really kind of like to tell you a story about this during COVID, we're making so many guns a day, right? Well, we're sending all of our parts to the outside to be anodized. Well, we can make as many of these raw parts out of aluminum as we want, but if we can't get them anodized black, well, then we can't make them. Right. So we ended up taking money and putting our own anodizing line in house. So that way we can machine the part, we anodize the part, and then we go and build it right away. It's all done internally. You know, we own our own forging facility right outside of Charlotte. So we're actually making our own forgings that then we turn into raw uppers. Then then that way we anodize them in house. And so it's just like one happy, you know, flow of parts coming out to the consumer fast. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. 
I'm going to take a quick break and talk about Gator's iPro. Cameron, are you familiar with Gators at all? Uh, yeah, I have the Marauder and I wear them all the time when I'm shooting out here in the hot heat of South Carolina when it's sunny as hell out. Those hmm. smoke lenses are yeah. chef's kiss. Oh, nice. So the smoke lenses, those are kind of like uh, the tinted like purplish ones, right? Yeah, they're like a grayish color almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, like down here in the South, if you go out shooting at any time in the summertime, like it's light is glaring everywhere. So it's really nice to be able to have that to protect your eyes, you know, safety wise and be able to see with the bright sun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you guys didn't know, I am giving away a pair once I get 10 reviews on iTunes. Uh, so if you guys are in the market for a new pair of sunglasses, but, you know, maybe your wallet's a little like you don't want to spend the money definitely leave a review and you'll get entered for that. But in the meantime, if you're like, no, I want these glasses now, head on over to gators.com forward slash Ava15 and that URL is going to get you 15% off your entire order, which they have some really cool stuff. They actually, I don't know if I could say it yet, but I did just get their newest frames and they look really cool, actually. Um, I'm going to post uh, probably a picture or a video of me wearing them here shortly. So stay on the lookout for that as well. You guys also uh, bought the machinery to make your own ammo, correct? And this has been going on for, I want to say like in the last two years or maybe yes. longer. Yes. So we um, we put in a bid during the Remington bankruptcy to acquire the ammo. Um, and we didn't get it. I think Vista got it. And so we ended up taking that money and investing into our own ammo plant um, under the name AAC, which is the Advanced, uh, America's Ammunition Company. So we started making ammo about it, almost two years ago. I think it was two years ago this summer. Um, so in the summertime, it'll be two years. But we're making everything from 5.56 to 308, 9mm, 10mm, 6.5 Creedmoor. I mean, pretty much every caliber you can think of, we're making right now. Um, and we're very, very, very close to launching our steel case ammo line, which would be the AK ammo for 7.62 by 39 and 5.45 by 39 as well. Oh, nice. So from my understanding, that's why you guys initially got into the ammo was because of the uh, importation restrictions with Russia and everybody was freaking out about the, you know, 762 by 39. Is that correct? Or am I? No, am I... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of it to that. The, the other side of it too is, is, you know, the owners of the company are very passionate about the community and the citizen in the firearms industry. And mm -hmm. so we're a civilian kind of focused company. And so part of that is, is, you know, like you saw during COVID with, you know, the the ammo spike, the ammo prices, but then like the primer limitations because they were going to, you know, military contracts and all that stuff. So he wanted to be able to control the destiny of the ammo to the civilian consumer. So that's why we started the ammo line was that way we're, we're a civilian focused ammo. You know, we're, we're worried about making ammo for the everyday customer, not the government contract kind of customer. Mm -hmm. And so we actually are about to open up our own primer facility too. So that way we will be making our own primers as well as our own actual ammo in-house. So that way we control our entire destiny. So that way if anything happens, like what happened during COVID where you couldn't get primers or any of that issue, we will not be affected by that. And we'll still be able to sell the consumer quality ammo at the price we're trying to hit. Nice. I love that. All right. Let's talk about some of the new products that just came out. So you have the X 5.7, which is yes. the MP. Also kind of looks sort of like an Uzi to me, I would think. 
<laughs> I don't know. I talked about this on Pew Pew panel. We went through all yeah. the new guns that you guys came out with. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. It kind of has like Uzi vibes to me. Okay. But yeah, that looks really cool. And I'm sure that that got like a ton of eyes yeah. on it. Yes. No, a hundred percent. So yeah. So this year we did, you know, I kind of touched base earlier is we did it as a concept guns and we actually opened it up to like a poll on our website and had the customer and the people vote on our website on what guns they want us to work on. Right. So, you know, obviously in the past we would bring guns and then, you know, we, we would bring an early prototype. Well, then the next year at SHOT Show, we bring that same prototype because we didn't get further along in the production process. And then the next year. So instead of doing like what we have, where the crink is, where it's always like, where's the crink, where's the crink, where's the crink, we wanted the customers to be involved of that process, right? So, hey, here's 13, 15 guns that we want to bring to market and we plan on bringing them to market, but we want you guys to tell us what you want first. So that way it helps prioritize our, what we need to focus on, what we need to prioritize, where we need to work on first. And so it was really, really awesome to see. We had almost a hundred thousand unique votes on our website and which is crazy. Yeah. We thought it was going to get like 20 to 30,000, but we had almost a hundred thousand. It was like 97,000 and change Dang. that voted on this poll. And by far the number one on there was the X57. Yeah, that's crazy. It was the very, the most popular gun that we brought to SHOT Show. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Tell me about the Sabre series because yeah. that looks really cool. I mean, for, at first glance, it just kind of looks like it would be, what is it? It's a 308, right? Like a, just a regular AR-10? Yeah. So we have the the AR-10s and we have AR-15. So okay. about a year ago at the, before SHOT Show, you know, about last, no, last November, we sat around and we we're talking about like, Hey, like we want to revamp our AR line, you know, kind of do some new stuff. And then I was like, well, why don't we do something where it's kind of like uniquely different? We bring brands together in the firearms community, but try and give the customer like the best value out of a gun where they don't have to upgrade it out of the box for under a thousand bucks. And so that's kind of where it started. Um, and so, you know, we partner with like Radian for their safeties and their charging handles. We partner with Microbest for their BCGs. Um, we're doing, you know, triggers with Hyperfire. We're doing barrels with FN and, you know, and we're doing a bunch of different pin and well options for suppressors. So we're partnering with a lot of suppressor companies. Um, so we're trying to do a lot there. And then um, over the summer, we launched our Sabre AR-10 line, uh, which is kind of like more of a, a GWAT era style guns um so it's got like a quad rail it's really beefy uh so we have that we launched in in the summertime this past year and then we have uh, more adaptations we're adding new SKUs every you know every year or every couple of months we're adding something new to the saber line but with the whole goal of the saber line is to give the customer a totally value-packed gun out of the box where they just need to go shoot they don't need to worry about adding anything or doing anything you just put an optic on and the gun is ready to go out of the box but this year at shot show we showed off a bolt gun um so we're getting into the bolt gun market with the saber guns we have a saber line of handguns that are based off of our dagger line that's coming this uh, in a few months as well, um, as well as some new 308 uh, rifles as well coming in the next couple of months as well. Wow. I love it. Let's talk about your dagger line, which has been out for a little while now, but I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about it. A lot of my patrons have bought it. I, they've posted about it in the Patreon Facebook group. I personally don't own one, but it seems like everyone's been really happy with it. And they said for the price, it's like one of those things where you just can't beat. And I will say, you know, one thing that I've heard about Palmetto State Armory is 
a lot of people aren't hating on the fact that you are a lot cheaper than or inexpensive than a lot of other companies out there because you guys have the ability to put guns in everyone's hands. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I don't think that protection should cost an arm and a leg or, you know, for people who can't afford it, they shouldn't, you know, everyone should be able to protect themselves. So it's kind of nice that you guys are catering to, you know, people who want maybe like a little bit more higher end and then people who are like, well, you know, they're limited as to how much they could spend on a firearm, especially a handgun, but you guys are catering to them. And I've seen some of the daggers. I don't know how recently it was, but I mean, I've seen them where they, it looked like they were like roughly like 200 bucks. Yeah, no, for sure. So we right now, so what we try to do on the dagger line, right? So when we first launched the dagger, the way that we envisioned it was like a, a really quality $300 or less polymer striker fired handgun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then it kind of emerged into what it is today, which we kind of took the same business model of what Palmetto State Armory is, where it's like a build it yourself at home, where, you know, you can just buy an upper or a lower for an AR-15 and put it together or buy a parts kit, you know, and, and you can assemble it yourself at home in whatever configuration you want. Mm-hmm. Well, we took that same model and applied it to the dagger. So you could buy like a frame that's all complete, everything you need for 50 bucks on our website, majority of the year. And then we have so many different slide options now that we have different cuts on the slides, RMR cut, you know, doctor cut. Um, we have different threaded barrels, non-threaded barrels, different slide ports. I mean, there's so many options that you can just put it together at home. And that's kind of like why it's taking off the way it is. I mean, we're, it, we didn't expect the dagger line to be what it is today when we first launched it a little over two years ago. Mm-hmm. It just kind of took off on its own. Hmm. Very cool. Let's talk about the STG44, which is a clone of the STG44. And from my understanding, that was the first uh, successful submachine gun, correct? So the original STG44 was um, uh, chambered in eight millimeter Kurtz, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. So the version that we did, so we acquired Hill and Mac machine. So they originally launched like an STG 44 a couple of years ago and took some pre-orders on it um, and just could never really get it to the market. And so we acquired them, acquired the tooling, the machines and everything like that, like last December, right before SHOT Show of 2023. And uh, so we brought one to SHOT Show, showed it off. And right now we got all the machines and all the inventory moved up to uh, South Carolina from where they were in Georgia. Um, So we just got the cell operational. So now we're going through our testing and working out some kinks on that to try and get it to where we want it to be to run right. Um, But we are in the early testing phases. So that should come out sometime this year. But our version will be offered in 556-223 to start just because it's more of an affordable ammo and more commonly readily available ammo in the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm excited for that gun. It looks really nice. Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It's really cool too. It's a little heavy. Don't get me wrong. It's got a lot of girth. It it does. Yeah. I'm like, you know, but I've shot, I've shot bigger things, you know, it's whatever. I'll switch it on. (laughs) That's so funny. And then you guys also going back to the saber. So I see you have a micro edition, which looks really sexy. The one I'm looking at this picture and this one is kind of Gucci'd up. It has like camo and it looks like some stippling on the grip and stuff. 
Yeah. So we, um, so part of the saber handgun. So what we're doing is, is we're taking the, you know, the frames that we currently have for the full size dagger and the micro dagger, and we're getting custom stippling on all of them. So it's going to have these really, 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 really nice custom laser stippling on there. Um, and then we're going to have three colors. So we're going to have an M81 woodland Cerakote, mm-hmm. an M81 desert, and then just all black. Um, but that's kind of like the three colors we'll have, but then the slides will have different color barrels. We'll have different color, um, back plates and, and we'll have everything kind of match. Uh, we also got magazine extensions to go with the guns as well that will match with it as well. But yeah, the micro dagger is a part of the new saber handguns that will be coming out this summer. Hmm. Very cool. And then what can you tell me about the thumper? Oh yeah. So that was kind of like an abomination that I came up with in my head like last <laughs> summer. So we, um, I don't know. I'm big into like, you know, spread. We're we're big into friend spreading freedom here. And yeah. so one of the things we always talk about is like common use. So I'm like, okay, well, what kind of thing can we add into our lineup that's kind of could be in common use? And the the idea was is a 37 millimeter launcher. Well, the problem is is that like the 37 millimeter launchers that are all available out there are like four to five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some of them that come down to like under four hundred sometimes, but they're really in that price point. So I wanted to see if we could come out with one and produce one that would be like sub three hundred dollars where those guys that want to look badass on instagram or larp on the weekends Mm -hmm. they can buy it and it's not going to put that big of a dent in their pocket because i feel like something closer to 250 in price range than 500 people might buy more of Mm -hmm. right um but you know and that was a kind of our design i feel like we made it good um i really like the name because you know when you shoot a 37 millimeter it goes dump you know, yeah, so yeah. Thumper was good. You know, I also trademarked Thump, but I don't know. I think Thumper sounds better. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, that's really cool. And then do you guys sell? Because I was like, I guess I've never looked into buying 37 millimeter. Yeah. So there's so there's um, a bunch of websites out there that'll sell like chalk rounds or smoke rounds, you know, and like different types of like flares or like, you know, firework type. Uh, rounds for it yeah and so we we've actually had conversations with them before shot show about it you know because we right now it's not it doesn't make sense for us to tool up to make that ammo at this point but we want to make sure that we partner with people that are already making the ammo to try and see what we can do to help you know get it more readily available can we sell it on our website can we kind of partner collaborate together to try and do something special for the customer so that way they have everything that they need Mm -hmm. yeah that just i mean honestly that looks really awesome i would add that to a lot of my vibe right it is yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i'm all about larping you know yeah 100% (laughs) you ain't looking cool then you ain't doing it right i know half the battle right no kidding uh let's see uh you guys also have the the ak's the crank yep that is uh beautiful i have to say so what really turned my head with you guys and kind of making like sort of ak-ish platforms is that akv the akv9 i loved that gun That was just so fun to shoot. And I've turned so many people onto that gun because I was just like, it's just you you can't help but smile after you shoot it. Yeah, you like dump a mag and you just have a grin from ear to ear. Yeah, I mean, you just can't help it. You can't help it. Like if I'm having like a rough day in the shop, I'll go grab one and go in the range and start shooting. And I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Yeah, I know. It's crazy how much that actually helps because the same thing or if I'm like, oh, I have to record content. I'm really not in the mood. And then I just do a mag dump and then I'm like, all right, what next? 
Yeah, and I'm like, into, okay, right? it's yeah. Like, it's like get it off your get it off. All right, crack your necklace, roll. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the AKB has been one of our most successful AK platforms, and you know the nice thing about the AKB is that it's nine mil, right? So mm-hmm. you know, obviously with the the ammo ban and the Russian ammo situation that you know stopped coming into the country, it made seven six two by thirty nine AKs. You know, not really that. You know, people aren't buying them as much as they used to be. Like during COVID. We were building nonstop 24 hours AKs seven days a week and could never keep them in stock on our website because the ammo was cheaper than 5.56 during COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's like the opposite. So now there's no more like 7.62 by 39 ammo being imported. And so the issue that we run into is how do we, you know, what do we do now? Right. And so that's the balance of what we're trying to achieve here. But luckily, you know, the AKB nine millimeter, you know, it's ammo, it's affordable, it's readily available. It's a NATO round. So it's, it's right around the corner. Everyone can buy it. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Let's see. Let me look at my list. What other new guns, uh, the Emerge. Am I saying that right? Yes. So that is the uh, the Palmetto State Armory version of our bolt gun. Um, so we'll have two versions. We'll have the Emerge and I kind of touch base on the Sabre one already. So those two um, are the Emerge series was part of our concept guns just because there's a lot more tooling to get that more price affordable where the Sabre line will be a little bit more price, uh, more expensive. So we have the flexibility to make that today. Mm-hmm. The problem with the Emerge was is, is that we have a lot more broaching tools and a lot more tools to get before we can get that into production. So, um, you know, it was, I think it ended up fifth in our voting. So it was uh, popular, but the way that we did it was we want to be like a one-stop shop for bolt guns, just similar to we are like with our AR market, right? Where you buy just the upper, you buy just the lower. Well, in the bolt gun, we want to sell just the action, just the stock, just the triggers, just the barrels, just everything. So that way it's easy for the customer to be able to build at home and configure it in whatever way they want. Um, but it is a bolt gun, so it's going to come in 308 and 6.5 Creed more to start. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. If you guys want to improve your shooting, but you don't necessarily have the time or the money to spend on ammo or go to the range, definitely check out Mantis. They have a variety of different products. Uh, the X10 is my favorite. You can just put it on the Picatinny rail on your gun, or if your gun doesn't have one, you can get a like a little extension on your magazine that would hold it. And essentially it records everything that you're doing, all of your movement before, during, and after you take that shot. And it'll give you advice on how to improve your groupings. It's just, it's an amazing device, really affordable. They are available in the X2, X3, and X10. The X10 though, keep in mind, you can shoot with live ammo. You can use with live ammo. So if you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm good when I'm dry firing, but I don't do so well when I know that there's live ammo on my gun, you can also use that X10 and make sure that you're, you know, not defaulting to bad habits. So check it out, mantisx.com. Lastly, let's talk about the VOOC. Yes. What is so the that? Vuk, the VOOC is crazy. Okay. So um, so the VOOC is based off of our Jackal platform, but it takes AK style mags. Mm-hmm. So it has a monolithic upper receiver similar to our Jackal platform. So the buffer system is all inside the upper. Um, it has a spring recoil assembly similar to an AK. So it doesn't need a buffer tube on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all monolithic. So it's all one piece. Um, but what we wanted to do was, is we wanted to try and keep pushing the AK market 
in a direction where it's like, hey, we want to come out with something cool that's not just an AK. And this is kind of what we came up with. So it takes a, a magazine that is similar to an AK mag where it's a rock and lock magazine, but it it has like an AK combo block on the barrel. It has like a rear sight leaf like an AK, but it's based off of an AR-15 style jackal. Uh, but it takes AR-15 triggers, it takes AR-15 grips and AR-15 safeties. Um, but that gun, we weren't sure how the market was going to take it when we took it to SHOT Show. But that's number three in the overall poll that we had at SHOT Show from our concept guns, which was actually pretty crazy and surprising to us. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, the Jackal, I will say, is like a very sexy gun. And then when you just said, you know, you throw in like the AK vibe to it, I'm like, mm. Damn. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a perfect hybrid. It really, really is. I mean, between the Vuk and then the 308 Jackal that we have that's coming out, um, those two were, you know, were so popular. I mean, that's what everyone was asking for. You know, that we've been having the 556 and Trigger Blackout Jackals for a couple of years now. Everyone's always been asking, when's the 308? When's the 308? When's the 308? Well, you know, here we are. And then we released the Vuk, which gives it that AK vibe, but mm -hmm. it takes 556 AK style mags and it has a combo block like an AK. And, wow. you know, we worked with JMAC to make a special muzzle brake for us that looks like an AK 19 muzzle brake, but it's chemo compatible for dead air cans and everything. So it's really, really cool. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I love J-Mac. They make some really cool stuff. And I noticed yeah. that on some of the Jackals, you guys will put like their stock and, and, and stuff. 100%. Like yeah. I partner with uh, Justin's my boy. So I've been working with him for like four years now and stuff when we were doing AK stuff together. And then, you know, every 13-7 gun we make has a pin and weld, has a J-Mac break on it. So, you know, he's a really, really good partner that we have in the industry. He's, he's his the mindset of what he's trying to do and what we're trying to do kind of fit together. They're both very, very fast and we operate at the same speed. So yeah, I love working with Justin and the team over there with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The Jackal is like one of those guns that have has really taken off. I see it in everyone's hands and it seems like everyone 100%. has one it's except crazy. for me. And yeah. I was like, well, it's cool. For one, but yes, even no, my sister. And I was like, Hey, Melissa, um, Maybe I'll like let you shoot, you know, this gun that you've been eyeing. If like maybe you let me shoot your jackal, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's wild. So like when we first started talking about the jackal, we were just trying to come up with like, I don't know if I don't know if the right way to say is like a truck gun, but something that's compact that you can fit in like a backpack that, you know, you could take out. It's fun to shoot, but it's all, you know, doesn't need a buffer tube. But then the pistol brace ban happened, right? And mm -hmm. so then we were like, okay, what do we do? So then we went to a 13.7 pin and weld option. And then we went to a 14.5 pin and weld option. And we pretty much wanted to capture every suppressor major suppressor company in the industry and have their muzzle brakes a part of our product line and so that way you know a customer doesn't have to buy the gun then send it off to a gunsmith to get pin and welded we're going to provide it for them from the factory um and like i only shoot suppress so that's like a big thing of mine so that's why on the jackal and the saber line you see a ton of suppress options mm -hmm. just because it's I like shooting suppress. I only like to shoot suppress. I guess I'm a little bougie in that. No, I know. I was like, okay, humble brag. Some of us have never done that, you know, but. No, yeah, I only but, shoot suppress. Though. Yeah. I only like shooting suppress. So, but, that, you know, the mindset was, is like, we wanted to be able to have that option for the customer to be able to have whatever suppressor they have at home. We have that option on a gun that they could just buy from the factory. Um, and the nice thing about the Jackal is we made it work with the regular AR-15 lower. So it's not like a proprietary lower you have to buy for it. You know, if you have a lower at home and just want to buy the upper, you can buy the upper and then buy the little back plate that goes over the buffer tube and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do anything else. Hmm. Very cool. And then I'm just looking at like the Jackal um, that almost 
where you have the stock is that from it's i think f5 Yes, five stock. yes, yep, yep. Um, but they, it kind of gives it like scar vibes, you know, like FN scar vibes, and it's just yeah, like, yeah. Yep. But it, it just looks really cool. And yeah, it's badass. Yeah, it's badass. I mean, they those guys we partnered with those guys like earlier this year and started doing a lot more with them. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's the whole gun is just a vibe. Like the way it looks, the way it shoots, the, everything about it is so smooth. The especially suppressed with the adjustment system you have on there, everything kind of blends together with where we're what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then if you let's say you want to change it up a little bit, so you have the lowers that you guys are selling for. It looks like three thirty, three twenty nine, ninety nine which is kind of cool because then it it's really like you change out the stock and it just looks like a totally different gun. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, you could buy, and if you have the lower at home, you could just buy the back plate that turns it into like a Picatinny mount. So if you wanted to put a different Picatinny stock on there, you mm-hmm. can't, <laughs> you know, we have the F5 stock, we do the J-Max stocks. Um, and then we do like the J-Max skeletonized buffer tube that folds with like a Magpul SL or a B5 stock. So it's still like can fold and compact, um, but you still get like an AR-15 style stock on there for comfort if you want it. Very nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And I just can't believe your guys' prices. Like the rifle version, it looks like it ranges about $1,300, give or take. And then the pistol version, 1100 And yep. that's just quite the deal. That's awesome. I mean, you guys are definitely killing it. And then I just love that you guys also carry all these other people's products as well. So it's not just PSA stuff. And I will say I'm not a fan of like always opening up emails, but I've always, gosh, even for a while, for a few years there, you guys would send like two or three emails a day and I would still open them because I'm like, well, maybe there's going to be a really good deal that I can't pass, (laughs) you know? And it's like, and I would, I was buying so much stuff and it was, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, no, we do. I mean, we get deals all the time and it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that subscribe to that daily deal email. It's, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. All right. So changing it up a little bit. So let's talk about the gathering, which I see you guys have coming up. It's in March and this is yep. open to the public, correct? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, oh, it's the, the 23rd through the 24th of March. I think that's the date or 22nd to 23rd, right? Yeah. 22nd to 23rd of March, which is a Friday and a Saturday. Um, it is open to the public. It is an outside shooting demo bay. So, you know, we we have a bunch of vendors that are a part of this, you know, SIG's going to be there. EOTech's going to be there. Holosun's going to be there. Vortex's going to be there. Dead Air's going to be there. I mean, everybody, is coming to this event that we host in Clinton, South Carolina, and it's open to the public. You can come by, you can shoot, you can test out the guns. It's kind of like a, a, you know, I want to say it's the shot show or the NRA show, but it's open to the public and you're allowed to shoot, um, which is, which is really, really cool. It gets the customers in front of the vendors. They can ask the questions, they can shoot the new guns, they can shoot the new product. Um, But we started it during COVID when they shut down shot show for covid a couple years ago we started the gathering to still have a community you know firearms industry event but make it fun Mm -hmm. and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year um and it's wild it's wild to see it's a really good time the feedback from the customers going there being able to shoot the guns and see the guns in person is really really cool yeah i actually um i've heard from quite a few vendors that you guys put on a really good event and they were like oh yeah it was totally worth it which is you know not only from the public's perspective, but also for the other companies that attend because, and it came from like people that were pretty hard to, uh, to please at times. So I was like, yeah. huh, if he said good stuff, it must be a pretty good event. 
Yeah, so. it just it, it literally gives everybody a chance to like see the gun in person, right? Mm-hmm. And and shoot it and and hang out. I mean, they do like a night shoot. They have different types of vendors there that are shooting. There's a mile long shooting range there, so you can sign up to do a mile long shot. And it's it's really really cool. Hmm. What is the weather there in March? Uh, pretty nice actually. I mean, the mornings are usually a little cold, so it's like you know, it might get down to like the fifties in the morning, but in the <laughs> afternoon, it's usually in this the high 60s low 70s yeah that's crazy i might have to go because uh i don't know about you but i just got dumped on with a bunch of snow it looks like honestly i got like two feet of snow and that's i insane. i brought out my snow blower i was making a big scene i've only used the snow blower this is my second time more snow got on me than it did like <laughs> and i get that yeah you can turn the direction of where the snow goes but it doesn't help when there's a little bit of wind and it all blows yeah, back no, on when you, you have the wind it just blows right back on yeah you. i'm I mean, like my neighbors have got to be just like dying from laughter right now because I was making the biggest scene and it just, it wasn't a good look, but uh, yeah. 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 yeah, No, I don't do so. I mean, it was like 55 degrees here yesterday outside. And and you were cold. (laughs) I was freezing. I had like a sweatshirt on. I had three shirts on. I was like out there. My kids are like, let's go play. I'm like, no, it's too cold. (laughs) Meanwhile, if you, uh, if you see people here, if it gets to, I don't know, maybe it's like in the 40s, you'll see people wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah. That's bananas. I know, That's- it's so funny. All right, cool. Well, wrapping up, if anybody wants to attend the gathering or, you know, check out the products on the website or follow you guys on social media, what are the websites and, and social yeah. media handles? Yeah, so um, if you go to palmettostatearmory.com, at the very bottom, there's a gathering link. You can go on to, to access the gathering information there, how to book tickets, um, the hotel information, like where you can sleep, and all the information is listed there. Um, to, to check out more Palmetto State Armory stuff on social media, uh, we're on Facebook under Palmetto State Armory. Uh, on Instagram, it's Palmetto State Armory Official. Um, and on Twitter, it's Palmetto Armory. Very cool. All right. All right, moving on with the rest of the show. So IWI. I also noticed that you guys have quite a few IWI products on your website and including actually the uh, TS-12 in FDE, which looks really sexy. I'm kind of like, dang, I should have got that one instead of just the all black one. But do you own any IWI products? Like I'd assume it's kind of one of those like staple, you know, brands that everybody has in their. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a a, one of their glue aces in 545 by 39 and it's a a sh- joy to shoot. I mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> I love it. I love what those guys are doing. I mean, some of the products that they're putting out are awesome. You know, their, their shotgun, the TS-12 you talked about is, is, is downright sexy and FDE. I mean, I'm an FDE sucker. Everything I do is FDE. So yeah. as soon as I saw that in FDE, I was like, Oh boy, yeah. Reach out to the guys at IWI and see what I can do to get one of these. Right. I know it is. It's a good looking gun. Um, and it's funny too, because like, I think my last three guests in a row, all of them have said that Galil's their favorite and it actually happens to be mine as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is your guys' sign. If you guys are thinking about buying a Glial, but you're just like, I just don't know. I mean, take this as your sign. Just pull that trigger and make the purchase. You can find out more about it, iwi.us. And then if you find any accessories in their web store, don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word. You're going to get 15% off that entire order. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's 
Today in politics, the true intent of the anti-militia bill. There's a new bill making its way through Congress right now that is extremely dangerous for our rights. The Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act of 2024 is being sold as a bill that only goes after persons who engage in certain types of conduct, including quote-unquote, intimidating state and local officials, interfering with government proceedings, and more. Side note, there are already plenty of laws on the books if someone engages in criminal contact along those lines. The Democrats sponsoring the bill are using January 6th as justification to sell the bill in hopes that rhinos can be convinced to vote for it. They said private military organizations pose a threat not only to national security, but they also present a public safety problem that extends beyond any single state. For example, private paramilitary actors like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers traveled across state lines on January 6th. What the bill will actually do is add new extremely broad and ambiguous restrictions on training. First, it defines a private military organization, a new term for militia from the authors, as, quote unquote, any group of three or more persons associating under a command structure for the purpose of functioning in public or training to function in public as a combat, combat support, law enforcement or security services unit. This broad definition would make private security teams, including those created to defend churches, synagogues, etc., illegal. It also defines dangerous conduct as publicly patrolling, drilling, or engaging in harmful or deadly paramilitary techniques, interfering with or interrupting government proceedings, interfering with the exercise of someone else's constitutional rights, falsely assuming the functions of law enforcement and asserting authority over others, training to engage in such behavior. What exactly are harmful or deadly paramilitary techniques, though, they deliberately don't say. I'd bet that they include any kind of close quarter combat drills, transition, malfunction drills, offhand shooting, any kind of dynamic shooting could be construed as dangerous. Even just plain old punching holes in paper could be construed as, you know, training for uh, deadly purposes. What about interfering with or interrupting government proceedings? That could include some protesting. I mean, just think about how many people were arrested for peaceful protests that were actually peaceful. Anyone who violates the rules would face fines and a year in prison. Repeat offenders would get two years. There's also a forfeiture clause that would allow them to seize any property, personal or real, involved in or intended to be used in any manner related to the violation. So in other words, they could take not only all of your firearms, but if you shoot on your property, they'd consider that your training ground and seize it as well. This bill is deliberately broad to be used to ruin anyone they uh, get in their crosshairs if they have any capability to defend themselves. It's a deliberate violation of both the First and Second Amendments. So definitely make sure that you contact your representatives. Let them know how dangerous this bill is. Yeah, I mean, it's really detrimental really to anyone's ability to train if you think about it. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I that's know. wild. <laughs> I know. And now is the time, too, where they're, you know, all these bills that they've written up are now getting pushed in front of, you know, all of your legislators and congressmen. And it's just uh, so a lot of them are, are voting on this. And I have to say, I mean, Colorado, we lost quite like we lost pretty bad last year. We yeah. were able to get rid of the assault weapons ban the proposed assault weapons ban, but they still passed where people who are 18, they cannot buy a rifle now. You have to wait until you're 21. 
they passed uh, where you have to wait three days before you can, you know, purchase a firearm. So let's say you walk into a gun store, you're like, I want to buy this gun, you fill out the background check, even if you get approved that day, you still have to wait three days before you can pick it up. And I mean, just like a lot of other stuff that like, honestly, I'm like, okay, what is this really saving? Like, I don't think that it's, you know, doing much other than just taking away people's rights. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, there's no there's no compromise when it comes to this stuff. I mean, it's just going to keep going. Right. I mean, that's that's the problem. You know, we're doing a lot now. Like, We just filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court last Monday in support of the bump stock ban for the plaintiffs in the bump stock ban case just because you know we're you know we're really trying to spread freedom and whatever we can do to try and help wherever is what we're going to try to do but it's just crazy Mm -hmm. what you're seeing what's going on nowadays oh yeah and i mean honestly all of this too is just like they're trying to cripple the industry and i've said this so many times but i mean even like the brace ban think about how many companies were selling pistols with braces and now it's like everything comes to a halt and it's like, oh, what do we do with this? And they stop production. They stop yep. selling it. They're sitting on all this inventory that they could be spending on other things. And it's like they can't sell it. And they're kind of sitting there with their hands tied behind their back. And not to say that, you know, like it, it's the stupidest thing, like, oh, the fact that it has a brace makes it so much more deadly. Like, it's just yep. it's laughable. But yeah, nope. so definitely, guys, you know, don't be complacent. Make sure that you write to your representatives or call them or anything, whatever you prefer, um, but definitely take action. 100%. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. Normally, I would interview some of my friends that I met at the Sig Rose Retreat, but this segment, I'm talking about a new product, well, two new products that Sig Rose just launched. So on Valentine's Day... Uh, they had us covered. They introduced two EDC accessories for the Rose product line, the Rose Romeo X Red Dot Sight, and then the Rose Foxtrot EDC Flashlight. The Romeo X Red Dot has been customized in Rose fashion with a Rose Gold button cover, fiber optics, and engraving. If you're not familiar with it, it's specifically designed for micro compacts like the P365 and others with shield RMS slash Holosyn like 507K footprints. It's built from rugged aircraft grade aluminum and features a 2MOA dot 32 MOA circle sight. There are 15 brightness settings and a side mounted battery compartment so that you don't have to remove the dot to change the battery after 20,000 hours. It also has MOTAC, which means that is motion-activated illumination. MSRP on the Rose Romeo X is $559. The Rose Foxtrot EDC also includes rose gold end caps and engravings. Again, very much like the optic, they didn't go crazy with it. It's not like the entire thing is rose gold. It just has some rose gold accents, just like the P365 Rose. It's tastefully done and it looks great. The EDC flashlight, it's a compact handheld light at just over four inches long and uses a 18350 high capacity rechargeable battery to deliver a whopping 1,350 lumens. It comes with two batteries and a charging cable for $169. You can find both of these now at sigsour.com forward slash rose. They have released them. They are on the website, but I will say they are going fast, just like any of the other rose gear that they've put out. 
definitely head on over to their website and see what they have. They have like all kinds of stuff. I mean, water bottles, stickers, fanny packs, clothes. I mean, all kinds of stuff that just goes beyond just the P365 rose. So again, check it out, sigsour.com forward slash rose. And then also, ladies, don't forget to join us in the Rose Community Facebook group. Just search for Rose Community Sig Sour. All you have to do is request to be part of the group. Once you get access, we will see you there. Caldwell recently announced a new accessory for getting dope on your loads. It's called the Velocity Radar Chronograph. It's a new precision chronograph that uses cutting edge chirp radar technology. So this gives it some amazing capabilities to track your bullet, not just at the muzzle, but downrange as well. The unit measures true muzzle velocity as well as the bullet's real ballistic coefficient and downrange energy. It also sits next to you when shooting rather than downrange, so there's no risk of actually striking the unit. It works for rifles, handguns, shotguns, air guns, and archery, and it calculates velocity within, give or take, I guess, 0.1% uh, accuracy. They store up to 100 sessions with 100 shots per session and have a ton of other features as well. They're not available yet, but definitely be on the lookout for this as I think it's going to be launching soon. But in the meantime, if you guys find anything else that you like on CaldwellShooting.com's website, Use the code GUNFUNNY10 and you're going to get 10% off your entire order. And GUNFUNNY10 is all one word. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today in Tacti Talk, Hollison unveils game-changing pistol optics, which I'll be honest with you, I did not stop off at Hollison's booth at SHOT Show. I'm still just like, dude, come on. It's been like a year and you guys still haven't released the night vision. Yeah, but, and the thermal. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but all right, whatever. But I mean, I guess they're still coming out with some new stuff. So they brought some pistol optics to a whole new level. Uh, it's called the DPS-TH Thermal Optic and the DPS-NV Night Vision Optic. It's incredible to see like thermal and night vision compact enough to be mounted on a pistol slide. Like as it was, I was kind of blown away with the fact that it was like, you know, they made it for a rifle, but now they're taking it up a notch and making it available for a pistol. The, I know. The thermal is a red dot featuring Hollison's multi-reticle system with an option to use a digital reticle. You can use the usual 32 MOA circle and two MOA dot or each separately. A thermal overlay is projected from a 640 by 480 resolution display at 50 frames per second. To improve field of view and target acquisition, the DPS has a wide angle of 0.3 magnification mode. They were able to keep the thermal so small by separating it into a weapon light that mounts on the pick rail and wirelessly transmits the optic. And yes, it doubles as a weapon light as well. Thermal is powered by a 18350 battery that is removable and rechargeable. And then there's also a magnetic USB charging cable as well. They have eight daylight and four night vision settings and the whole body is IP67 waterproof. The night vision version has similar features with a refresh rate of 30 to 60 frames per second. Like last year's DMS night vision, it's not available yet, 
The DMS is supposed to be coming out in the next few months, and they're saying that the new pistol optics will have a similar development time frame. No pricing yet, but like the DMS, it's expected to be extremely competitive. So I'm excited for that. And I think that when this does come out, I feel like a lot of people are going to be putting these on, if nothing else, like your guns for home defense, especially at night, you know, just so you can kind of see like what you're shooting at. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's real like Holosun for what they are. I mean, they are pushing the envelope and I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're actually doing some really, really cool stuff in the optics industry and it's really it's really awesome to do partnerships with those guys and see what they're doing and, you know, kind of like what we're doing together. It's really, really cool. They're oh, making yeah. some really cool stuff. Absolutely. I mean, they were like the first company to come out with a really like a good quality optic at an affordable rate. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it, they just remind uh, they I, I, I know this might sound goofy, but they remind me of like who we are in the firearm side to the optic side. Yeah. You know, like very, very similar business models, you know, trying to make it affordable for the customer, give the people what they want. And it's really, really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Smith & Wesson, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Smith & Wesson over there. I see you posting a lot of Smith & Wesson stuff. In fact, I think I was able to get the uh, the old M&P Shield Gen 1 for, I think I bought it for like $275 off of Palmetto State's website. And then at the time, they had a $75 rebate. So after it was all said and done, I got that gun for 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, and really, like, you guys had the least expensive price uh, for any of those, but you guys also, you know, carry all of their other stuff as well. And I would definitely recommend guys check out Palmetto State Armory for Smith and Wesson's products because you definitely won't find it anywhere listed near MSRP. It's it's much lower than what you would see. So check it out. In the meantime, if you guys want to check out any of Smith & Wesson's products, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. 10A and AF, there's what in perfume? You'll probably never guess what makes luxury perfume smell so good. It's whale vomit, which I remember maybe they've changed it or maybe I'm confused with different perfume, but I was always under the impression that really like top, like high end perfume was made out of whale fat. But, you know, maybe they changed it up or maybe I'm thinking of of other perfume, but whale vomit is, I mean, essentially like gold, like people, you know, pay top dollar for whale vomit. And it's also known as ambergris. I'm not even going to attempt to. I, I know hey. I totally like. It's ambergris. ambergris. You're right. Okay. Uh, also known as floating gold. And it's not like vomit that you're thinking. It's a like a waxy material that I guess develops in the stomach of less than 1% of sperm whales. And sperm whales, as they are, they are already endangered species. But I guess this, this material kind of develops because when... Whales eat something that has sharp objects like beaks or something like that. Like maybe it eats a bird or anything that has like a sharp object. It kind of coats its stomach with that. 
And then once expelled, it's found floating in the ocean or washed up on the shore. And since it relies on finding it in this manner and the sperm whale is endangered, it's extremely rare and reserved only for the most expensive perfumes. A single gram of this stuff is worth about $27 or a pound for about $10,000. Just, just crazy. Most manufacturers must rely on synthetic options to replace the waxy substance, but I guess it's this substance that, you know, makes perfume last longer on individuals, which is why people are paying top dollar for it. If you guys have ever seen it, uh, you can click on the link, but it kind of looks like sort of like a rocky hairball or I don't know. It doesn't look like your typical vomit. And it's kind of weird that if it's vomit, it doesn't like it stays together. But maybe because of that waxiness to it, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's really weird. But just, you know, one thing to keep in mind, like let's say you live near a beach, you're walking your dog and your dog happens to find, you know, something that looks like a disgusting blob. It could be really valuable vomit, but it could also be a lot of other things which could be, you know, just really disgusting and and not worth anything. But yeah, I got to I have to see. I remember it was like my mom who told me back in the day that that perfume was made out of whale blubber, but maybe she was misinformed or maybe they've changed it up or maybe they do both. I don't know. Well, you know, what's crazy is that literally last night when I was scrolling through TikTok, there was some guy who showed and found this, the Ambercris on the beach and was holding it up and was like, this thing's worth $30,000. <laughs> now here we are the next day talking about it. Like, this is crazy to me. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And I wasn't listening. I wasn't like watching your TikTok or, you know, listening. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, as they say, know your guests before they come on your show. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're embedding TikTok videos on my, on my algorithm. Can you imagine though, if you found that and you're just like, cool, I'm 30,000 richer. And all I had to do was transport this whale vomit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Kind of interesting. But anyways, it is time to wrap up which is a good thing because I realized that I lit this huge candle that has like eight wicks. And I'm like, I really hope my house isn't burning down right now (laughs) since I'm in the next room recording the show. But I was like, wow, it smells so good in my house. And I was like, oh no, that candle is still lit. (laughs) Literally lit a candle that had eight wicks on it. Yeah. It's a pretty big candle. So it could do some damage if it wants to. And then it doesn't help that I made it. And I don't know if I really trust my skills. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, the the plot thickens. <laughs> yeah, Ava the candle maker over there. Where I know. Whale vomit and then wax. I know. Together. What can I say? I just have so many, you know, so many skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not just shooting guns. Uh, anyways, guys, if you want to leave a review, you get entered into winning Gators iPro. All you have to do is go to iTunes, search for Gun Funny, scroll down, leave a review. Also, if you enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. You'll get access to our patron-only Facebook group, which is so funny. I upload it so you guys get to see a lot of like stuff that I do like in my personal life. And yesterday, yesterday was Sunday, and I went to Denver with my girlfriend to go shopping. And then afterwards, we went to Castle Rock to go meet up with some friends for lunch. And then she had a double date scheduled in Castle Rock, which is why we ended up there. And she was having so much fun that she was like, you know what? I'll just ask my my date that she's never met. She met him online. This is their first date. She's like, I'm just going to have him come to uh, the restaurant that we're at. And I'll just act like I don't know you guys. And and we'll we'll chat. All the gals chat, chat with him for a little bit and then uh, rejoin with you guys. 
So I was being really good. And she even said, she was like, yeah, I was even thinking, wow, Ava hasn't tried to pull any pranks or anything. And it was like an hour in. She's like, wow, good job, Ava. Like you've been, you know, you've been behaving yourself. So I'm sitting at the bar with all my friends. And of course, I'm just drinking and I'm getting a little tipsy. And so I get some wild idea. And we had ordered, uh, we were at this like Mexican restaurant and we had ordered these little like puffy things like samosas or I forget what they're called. Uh, these little puff balls. And then uh, they had uh, Oreo uh, churros. And Ooh. so I, this is so inappropriate, but I made it into the shape of a penis. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I asked the bartender if you would deliver it to her table and tell her happy birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I recorded the whole thing and you could just hear her laughing. And then she looks over and she gives me the finger. And then the guy's like, oh, you know, those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're my backup. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, that's exactly what the guy, he was like, oh, so did you plan this thinking that you were going to have a bad day? And it like literally the day just like went downhill after that. But she didn't really like the guy. So in a way, it wasn't, you know, work out. Yeah, no harm. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's using the spying technique. That's how you were able to yeah, implement that. On TikTok. I, I know it was so funny. But anyways, I uploaded that video to my Patreon group so that they could see it and get a laugh. And it was just hilarious. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram yesterday you were shopping. Yeah. Yep. I was I was having fun. All right. Also want to thank the $25 Patreons, Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, William Nave, and Patrick Comer. And then also King the Patreon, John Snow. And Cameron, thank you so much. Um, I've been wanting yes. to get PSA on the show for a while now. So thank you for being that sucker and coming on and telling us oh, all I about no sucker. PSA. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, anytime, Ava. Anytime you you want to do something like this, let's do it. I'm I'm down always. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much. And then, can you just remind people once again PSA's website address? Yeah. So uh, to see more information about Palmetto State Armory, go to uh, www.palmettostatearmory.com. All right, cool. All right, guys. Well, I will talk to you next week. And Cameron, thank you so much once again. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.